the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler back with you here. Final hour of the Hump Day Show on the George Show 710 KNUS. Happy to once again bring up on the VIP line for us a superstar down there at the Gazette, both Denver and Colorado Springs, and I think probably Colorado politics, too. His name is Vince Bizdeck. Vince, thanks for joining us, man. Glad to be here. Happy New Year. Happy election year, George. Happy New Year. I hope it's a happy election year. You know, I mean, I, I hope we, we're talking a year from now, talking about, man, I didn't see that coming. How awesome was that? Um, but you, I read your columns all the time when these things go out. Thanks, sir. They're all good. I could have you on every week. But this one in particular, and and maybe it's the timing, maybe it's just the substance, maybe it's the fact that it's Lincoln and the way that you wrote about this, but there was something about it that resonated with me in just a more poignant level and to kick off this 2024, especially with politics in front of us, I thought, man, I'm going to have Vince on to talk about this. Uh, this is one that's titled, everyone can find this at the gazette.com. Uh, easy to find Vince's work. It says an urge. I, I realize you don't craft, I think the title, but an urgent political message from president Lincoln. T- talk to us about what triggered in in a non-progressive way but triggered you to start thinking in terms of lincoln's address from 1838 dude was like 28 years old or something like that when he gave this speech but it kind of sets the background for what you wrote about yeah i was i was amazed that he wrote this kind of prescient of a speech when he was 28 and I, i i had heard about it before i think my dad taught me about it but i was reading liz cheney's book um, and she mentioned it because uh, some people had recommended she read it in context of all that was going on. And so I thought, huh, I, I should go back and reflect on that. And it was a speech given by Lincoln in 1838 called The Perpetuation of Our Political Institutions. And he was worried that, that there, were, there was a lot of violence happening at the time. Abolitionists were being killed. Blacks were being lynched. Citizens taking the law into his own hand, into their own hands, and he was just worried about rule of law and whether or not these institutions that we created, you know, uh, a couple generations before, would survive. And uh, I thought that was relevant today because there's a lot of of you know people who are troubled about our institutions and you know don't trust them. Uh, don't think they're doing a good job, and I thought it was—I thought it spoke to that kind of uh, worry and concern that people have right now. Where are you seeing this? Uh, maybe the easier question is, where are you not seeing this? But I don't think this is just a, a left thing or, or a right thing. It seems like each side wants to attack these institutions. It just sounds like maybe because of where I sit and who I get to talk to every morning. It sounds like it's pretty loud from the right these days. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, first of all, I mean, I'm in the press, right? So I hear a lot directly about, you know, how uh, nobody trusts the press and that that our trust is at an all-time low. So it kind of starts there, George. And then, you know, I think January 6th, um, a lot 
lot of people, you know, that that raised a question about whether or not people really respect Congress. And Congress has been so many um, uh, times has gone to the brink of barely uh, being able to approve, you know, operating budgets and things like that, that I think that's shaken people's confidence in Congress. Um, And then they're just, it's just this divisive period we're in that I think is um, uh, kind of aggravated by social media where, you know, it's not just, we, we, we don't just argue out our issues, but you're, you're an enemy. I'm an enemy. You know, we really sort of go full ballistic on uh, any debates we have that uh, turn into real poisonous kinds of uh, conversations. And I think that that's probably feeding it more than anything. It's just, you know, we're really polarized right now. Right. And I think that feeds uh, a distrust from a lot of people about politics in general and our political institutions. I think that's one of the reasons, George, you know, we have almost like 50% unaffiliated people in Colorado now. Uh, they are just kind of sick to death of this negative conversation and this negative politics. Uh, so that's that's kind of where I see the sources of it. Do you agree? Well, I do. I mean, I, you know, when I, I had not thought about it in terms of this speech until I read your column, and then I went back and started going through the speech again. And there's some lines here that, that folks that are big fans of the Civil War that Ken Burns put out 30 years ago, and I am. I mean, I don't think it's perfect by any means, but it does a good job of catch, capturing something. Some of the lines from that that are attributed to Lincoln, of course, come out of the Lyceum uh, speech. But, you know, when you talk about this is from your column. A lot of violence was happening at the time. Abolitionists were being killed, blacks being lynched, citizens taking the law into their own hands. He, Lincoln, was alarmed at the disregard for the rule of law. Now, we're not at exactly that place in time, and we don't have that exact kind of thing happening. But you can feel the violence percolating, right? You see it from time to time. And it's not a left or right thing. We've seen it. But you can feel it percolating there waiting to emerge and this idea of the rule of law when we hear people say things like uh, i'm just going to throw out the fbi fbi is corrupt rotten to the core gotta burn it to the ground i mean vivek ramaswamy for instance says i'm going to yeah, end the yeah. atf dea and fbi um when i'm you know when i'm president and it's like whoa hang on hang on i get that there may be problems with the the people at the top there may be some political motivations that we've got to either get rid of or address or put in check but we're just going to end institutions. And now you see it with the Supreme Court and it's the left and the right taking these things on. And it's no longer a question of I disagree. I respectfully disagree. I think they're wrong. I think the people in those positions are wrong. It's the institution is corrupt. Well, what do you do with a corrupt institution? I mean, you got to end yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, right. There's a lot of like burn it to the ground. I mean, burn it to George, the look, at, look at what happened yesterday with the guy attacking the Supreme Court. Here in Colorado, two weeks after they ruled to, you know, kick Trump off the ballot. I just worry that the that the reactions are so extreme that there is this undercurrent of violence that really, really worries me. And I think the same thing was worrying Lincoln back then. I think you're right. It was to a higher degree back then. But uh, but it, it, it sort of amazed me how many sort of the same sorts of signs he was seeing 
that we're seeing right now. He, he wrote it 23 years before he was elected and before South Carolina secedes and all that stuff. But the way he talks about it, it kind of all came true. And one of the lines you put in your in your column and one that showed up in Ken Burns, the Civil War, I remember it pretty well, but I'm going to read from this Lyceum thing is when he talks about how is how is America going to be brought down? And he says, at what point shall we expect the approach of danger? By what means shall we fortify against it? Shall we expect some transatlantic military giant to step the ocean and crush us at a blow? Never. All the armies of Europe, Asia, and Africa combined, with all the treasure of the earth in their military chest, with a Bonaparte for a commander, could not by force take a drink from the Ohio or make a track on the Blue Ridge <laughs> in the trial of a thousand years. It, uh, he says, if it ever reaches us, it must spring up among us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. And I think he's, what he's saying makes me think, are we on the verge of the ladder? Right. Like, are we putting ourselves in a position where we're just going to destroy the underpinnings of this country through our disrespect and disregard for the institutions that has maintained it this long? And where are we going to be left? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, isn't it interesting that he, he thinks we're pretty impervious to outside threats, but not to um, undoing this whole grand experiment ourselves. And, you know, he was really worried about mob rule. And it's something we don't talk about much now, but he, he had this word mobocracy. Um, and I think he was seeing some of that happening in, in you know, lynchings and uh, other things that were going on uh, in, during that day. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of thought, George, he would see a lot of social media as kind of a mob sort of mentality, you know, filtering in and sort of taking over uh, our political conversation. Uh, so, you know, he was worried about mobs. He, uh, he also worried about individuals who would want to tear down. This is from your column, tear down rather than build up. When you wrote that. Were you thinking of a specific individual? Were you thinking of a Donald Trump? Or were you thinking of others of those candidates that we see even running for office right now? Some for the fourth congressional, some for the third congressional. And, I mean, were you thinking of those things, anyone in particular? Well, I, th I was thinking of Trump uh, and other threats like that uh, in other you know other countries. We, we've seen it in other countries that had democracies and and even like in India, you know, you see some of this tendency. It's like, you know what, we shouldn't pretend we're immune to that. I have an editor who, uh, my one of my top editors in Denver, came from the Philippines, George, and he uh, had to flee for his life. He was a journalist there. There were death threats, but the government became, you know, uh, pivoted from a democracy to more of a dictatorship. And he literally had to flee to the United States uh, because of death threats. Um, and he and I talk about all the time how fragile democracies are. So I think his story I had in mind. But I do think there's an element with Trump here because a lot of people, and you've seen this probably, George, lately, have been writing about, you know, would a second Trump administration 
threaten uh, our democratic institutions? Would they would he stress test our Constitution? Uh, I don't know what you think about that, George. I I haven't really, you know, dove deep into those kinds of um, uh, concerns, but I I see a lot of people writing about them now. I, I worry and I worry because we've seen what he's done out of office. And I wonder what he would do if he were back in office, untethered to the prospect of needing to stand for election again or even being allowed to. And I'm not one of these people that's convinced, hey, he's just going to stay in office and extend his time. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about what does he do with those four years? There's some good things I would look forward to, hopefully, with right. immigration and right. the border. But I, I don't know that the stuff when he talks on the campaign trail, Vince, about things like a revenge tour or the others that are supporting yeah. him and yeah. close to him talking about – Oh, we've got a list of people in the media, you know, and we're going to it's like, what are you talking about? We we have a guy. We had a guy on the show yesterday here call in and say that he knows that Biden is guilty of treason. He is a traitor. He should be prosecuted when Trump wins and put to death. And I'm like, what are you talking about? How, how did we get here? I mean, we sound like a banana republic. You know, I've talked to a lot of sort of. Republican uh, leaders I respect in the state, like Bill Owens, Wayne Williams, Ken Buck, uh, John Southers, our, our old mayor down in Colorado Springs, Dick Wadhams, who writes a column for us. And, you know, I've even talked to uh, uh, Liz Cheney. And you know, these are people I really respect who are sort of mainstream Republicans. And, George, they're worried. You know, they really feel like their party uh, is not being represented um, by some of these statements that Trump's making. So, you know, I really take my cue from them. And, and George, I hope they speak up. I hope they say, you know, we should be alarmed about some of these, the, the directions this thing could go. And we don't really know how it could go. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's a big, a lot of big question marks looming out there for this election year. Uh, and I'm concerned. It sounds like you're concerned, too. I am concerned. I mean, I see some of the candidates running for office, and uh, there's a dude running for the fourth at uh, a Weld County, right. yeah, who, who yeah. who's called for really harsh outcomes for individuals with whom he disagrees politically. We're no longer in a place where it's sufficient to say, I think you're wrong and I'm going to prove you're wrong and unconstitutional in court. And if that fails, I'm going to get elected and then I'm going to change things. We're past that. We're way past that. Now it's got to be violence based responses to everything. If you disagree with me, it's not just because we have a difference of opinion and you're wrong. You're a bad human being and maybe you're evil and maybe you're a traitor and maybe we need to do something about you. I'm like, how did we get here? As bad as things were in the past, I never remember conversations like this. And I don't know if it's because of social media. I don't know if it's because of the the big man, DJT. I just don't know what it is. But we're at a place right now where political discourse is just toxic. We had an event um, a few weeks ago with um, some of the legislative leaders, um, House Speaker Julie McCluskey, House Minority Leader Mike Lynch, Senate President Steve Fenberg. Senate Minority Leader Paul Lundeen, and they they think that the climate in the legislature, in our state legislature, is toxic, and that they, as in their party leaders, have to do something about it. Now, I don't know if they can or what they'll do, but they're, George, they're worried about it, and they're the leaders of our state, you know, legislature. Well, we s- you've probably seen the people who have quit lately people because they're right left. Of, yeah, the destructive discourse. They're sick of it. 
Um, so there's there there are real problems here, and I think that this information that gets spread on social media sometimes feeds into people's, you know, um, uh, the, the solidity of their beliefs, where they don't talk to anybody else. They just this is the way the this is the way reality is, and I can't see your point of view. It's interesting to me too that it's so many Republicans in the House. They're in the majority. They're, they're popping smoke and not returning. I mean, my goodness, we're one Doug Lamborn away from having a complete change of every representative in the three seats that the Republicans still hold in Colorado. I mean, it it's crazy how much turnover there is, and rarely is it for something good. And I mean, I can see someone leaving the House to go run for the Senate or run for governor. That's not what we're seeing. We're seeing people say, that's it, I'm all done here. Well, I see. I hate to see people like Ken... Can Buck leave or Romney leave? You know, Colorado needs an opposition party. You know, yep, we it's, sure. we're better when there's, uh, you know, a, com- a competition of ideas and a marketplace of ideas. Uh, it gets when, when there's sort of one universal way of doing things, then people usually go overboard. Right. Um, and so I hate to see any of these good people leave. Um, and I hate to see fewer Republicans in Colorado um, uh, because we need that opposition voice, right? I mean, that's one thing, George, that's one reason we're doing what we're doing. We just, we, we think there should be a range of voices and that's one reason we started up the Denver Gazette. We're talking with Vince Bizdeck from the Gazette, both Denver and Colorado Springs. Um, man, then the big uh, $8 billion question here, is this salvageable, changeable, and if so, how? How do we turn the corner so you know i mentioned in my column i've seen some efforts going on um like i mentioned to you the legislature the, the legislative leaders you know i was up in colorado state university for a meeting of the utah governor and the colorado governor you know our governor's a democrat utah governor's a staunch republican they've launched together a disagree better campaign to improve our civic conversation um you know, whether or not that is a, will work or it's kind of naive, I don't know. But they recognize the things we're talking about a little bit, George. Uh, Colorado State University has declared the coming year for its students a year of democracy, and they're insisting their students be encouraged to renew their familiarity with founding idea, our founding ideals. I've seen some other efforts um, like a national civics engagement group called a starting point, and they're they're creating a, a 50-state educational effort in partnership with the National Conference of State Legislatures, which is based here in Colorado. I, you know, those kinds of civic kind of efforts, I think, are a good thing. Uh, Jill Biden, First Lady Jill Biden, former First Lady Laura Bush, uh, teamed up with Nickelodeon and an organization started by the late Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor called iCivics to create these kind of new huh. schoolhouse rock-like videos to teach children civics. So a lot of people see the need for better familiarity with, uh, you know, our, our, our founding ideals and civics. And I think we got away from civic education for some reason. I'm not sure why. Do you, do you know why, George? Why, yeah, why I, that happened? I wish I knew. I, I know we had it when I was in school, although it wasn't a huge yeah. thing. But it feels like nobody understands the role that government plays anymore. And it makes it easier then for government to be viewed as the answer to all of the problems it creates. 
as opposed to, you know, really pushing back on the idea that maybe we ought to be a more self-sufficient and that there are roles to play. Somehow it's run amok. And I, I don't know. I don't think people understand. All they know is if something bad happens, it's either all the government's fault or the government can fix this. Neither one of those things is generally right all the time. That's a good point, and it sort of, uh, you know, excuses our own responsibility. And this is supposed to be government up by and for people. And so, you know, I think we need better participation from those people, and we've got to figure out ways to make that happen because uh, government isn't doing it right now, right? Um, it can't be the answer to everything, and you can't blame it for everything either. Uh, I agree with you that both of those are kind of um, um, poor uh, responses. You have a best guess on uh, how anything's going to turn out this uh, coming November. I realize there's a million years between now and then, but uh, any thoughts on it? It's interesting. I just taught a class in political journalism, and I asked my 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, and they all thought for sure Trump would win the nomination, which surprised me, and it would be Trump versus Biden again. Um I, I'm kind of interested and watchful of this Nikki Haley uh, campaign uh, because, you know, anything can happen in Iowa and New Hampshire, and, it, and that's the way it's set up. Uh, so I kinda, I'm kind of uh, a little bit, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, curious and hopeful that um, she can bring a contest to this. And I think, you know, a contest is good. Uh, that there should be some back and forth and that, you know, you want some retail campaigning to That's see right. what these people um, are like and what they can do for us. I, I went to Iowa last election and got to see some of the on the ground campaigning. And God, that's a thrill, George, you know, because it's like the real thing where everyday people, you know, uh, Joe Sixpack and Jolene Sixpack are asking presidential candidates what the hell they're going to do for them. And so I still think anything can happen in Iowa, New Hampshire, and, and uh, North Carolina. So I'm still eager to see that process unfold. And I still, I'm still a little bit idealistic about it, George, i got to admit. Keep that idealism going. Vince Bizdeck from the Gazette. Hey, thanks for giving us so much of your time, Vince. Thanks for the conversation. Great conversation, George. Appreciate it. Yeah, you too, sir. And Vince's column can be found at gazette.com. You can just Google it, an urgent political message from President Lincoln. And then, honestly, after that, go Google that uh, Abraham Lincoln Lyceum speech. Reading that whole thing puts it into perspective, too. I mean, you captured a ton of it, but you read this and you're like, good Lord, this dude was one of a kind. What a... a, He was one of a kind. There was nobody like him. I agree. And this was when he was 28. Just unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. Vince Bizek, thanks, sir. Have a great New Year. Thanks, George. Take care. Talk to you soon. Hey, listen, I want to get your feedback on this right now. If you haven't read the column, it doesn't matter. You got to hear hear Vince uh, talk about it. Um. You get the same sense. You get the same sense that we're in a moment in time here where we are looking at dying by suicide. Those are the words chosen by Lincoln to describe how if America's going to be toppled, it ain't going to be from the outside. It's going to be from the inside. Are we there? And I've had some texts, some people come in and go, yes, because of Joe Biden in the White House. Oh, okay, I get it. I mean, certainly I'm no fan of the things that he's doing in the White House. I think they're destructive of America, especially this immigration thing. But uh, we've had problems in the past in the White House, and we turn people out and we put people in and we do this and that. But it doesn't it feel to you 
like we are so fractionalized and that we are so toxic in our conversations with each other. And frankly, I think social media has made that so easy. Um, please, Elon Musk, I know you're not listening. P- pretty please keep anonymous people from being on Twitter. Make people verify their identities. I think it would it would make that platform more magical for discourse than it is right now. It's the anonymous hacks that continue to use the most toxic language. Nonetheless, I think that that happens everywhere on social media here. Do you agree? You agree with Lincoln? Do you agree with Vince about what you're seeing here? 303-696-1971. Before I cut away for a break, I want to tell you one good thing you need to do. I need to do this, frankly, because this heel thing is not going away as soon as it should. I'm finally back home. I'm able to get my hands on the UltraCur product that I have. They were nice enough to give me a bunch of samples. Billy and I used it for, I don't know, like a month or something like that, and it definitely had a positive impact on reducing inflammation. It's an antioxidant. It's an all-round health improver, and the reason it can do that is because it's a curcumin-based, and Google curcumin, by the way. This thing is like some kind of miracle thingy. But, I mean, it's natural. It's an all-natural supplement. It's patented. The medical professionals that they have available to talk to you about this thing are, uh, I mean, go go to the website. GetUltraNow.com. GetUltraNow.com. Check out the testimonials. Check out the studies that they have. Check out how many people feel relief within 48 hours, half of those within two hours, and then go get your three-day free supply at the Vitamin Cottage. There's Vitamin Cottages. I'm sorry. Good Lord. Natural Grocers. I don't have any idea why I said vitamin cottage. Go to your natural grocers. They're everywhere. They're near my house, too. Go in there. Go to the uh, vitamin manager. And you have to because they don't leave it out for just anybody to grab up all the three-day free samples. Go up there. Ask for it. Get one for you. Get a a three-day sample for a loved one. And then give it a shot and see how good you feel, how quickly. And then go back and get the rest. Check them out at GetUltraNow.com or ask your vitamin manager at the Natural Grocers. Hey, when we come back, it's you, me, this topic, George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS, fellas. Uh, We're now into it, man. It is the first full week of January of 2024. If this is the year you thought you'd reclaim some of that youthful exuberance, that confidence that came from a full head of hair, now's your chance to capitalize on it. Call up our friend Dr. Tanya Pauls with, with Advanced Hair Restoration at 720-459-HAIR, 720-459-HAIR. Um, listen, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Some folks are super lucky. I have been knock on wood super lucky. And I've had a full head of hair. It usually follows your mother's line, as you know. Um, and my dad, on the other hand, my brother, not as lucky uh geronimo who will be in tomorrow not as lucky and he like my brother gave up the fight on the hair scalp war a long time ago and just shaved his head you can do that but you don't have to give up you can give yourself the opportunity to get that full head of hair back and i now know that james is intently listening like no no tell me more tell me more 250 dollars off 250 free hair grafts all you have to do is call 720-459-HAIR. If you qualify, you get it. Guaranteed, state-of-the-art stuff. These top-shelf folks that are doing this thing, it's the best thing going in Denver in this area. Try them at advancedhair.com. It's advancedhair.com. Let's get to the phone lines right now. Frank, you're on 710 Kenyos. Frank, what do you think? Hey, George, thanks again for all you do. 
Uh, I want to give you a visual to start out. Do you remember the movie Men in Black? Oh, yeah, yeah, great movie. I can't remember whether it's the first or the end of the movie or maybe it's both, but they had this shot from space and this space alien guy with funny fingers was playing marbles and he does this thing and puts it in the, the cat, the thing around the cat's uh, neck, and then at the end they're playing again. They zoom back out to space. That guy with the funny fingers, I think, is a democratic operative out there <laughs> that's uh actually he sent down this thing called the blueprint oh yeah of how, how to mess with different states and the countries in the world and uh, right now we're experiencing it in both colorado and the u.s to some degree but those are democratic operative lawyers that are messing with our laws and we're just kind of the little people down here that are having to live under this unfortunately there's a two to four year time lag before we can straighten out a mistake done at an election. And you can see how much damage is done in the three years versus two years, as John, what's her name, says. (laughs) But, uh, I I mean, the the, the other thing is I think that all your callers, I I like to visualize people on this political spectrum from zero to 100. Yeah, yeah. And in the middle is 50, if you're true. I mean, who can be true? Who can actually be unbiased? But maybe everybody should declare where they are when they come on. 55 would be a mild right. 75 would be a hard, harder right. But anyway, but I just think that um, uh, Americans are used to hammering things out. At least they have been in the past. And their legislators would get together with their choice of alcohol or mind-altering substances and come to some conclusion. But when you get a predominance of, say, a presidency and a Senate that can do things, and you, the legislature representatives only have the power of the purse, and they're not very effective at it or organized either, then you still get things like are happening at our southern border. And the reason you see people so vociferous and upset and angry, like Joan talking about these things happening in the parking lot, is that as these things come inward, inland and affect more people, uh, people will get upset. It's just uh, like things are out of their control. And they're upsetting their normal life. So in that sense, the legislature is doing legislative malpractice. They're not doing what they should be to hammer out differences in a, in a palpable way or a palatable way for everybody that works. And there, maybe there is no way. But that's, that's the way I see it. I think also maybe a, a thing for a new feature from you guys after you and Billy do your early first hour yeah, morning yeah. thing would be to have a three-way debate. You know, if you could put a Repub and a, a right-winger and a left-winger on the line and you kind of try to be the moderator and go point-counterpoint as one person makes a point and the other person makes the opposite point. I don't know if that would be effective or not or just disintegrate into some uh, bad... <laughs> no, 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 no. These, these are all welcome ideas. Frank, do you, as you sit back and listen to Vince and you think about this Lincoln uh, Lyceum address and some of the other things you've described there. I mean, is the existing political process strong enough to withstand what is going on right now? I mean, I think part of this, and I didn't even ask Vince about this, but part of this is the poison that is the stolen election stuff, right? Like that erodes trust in the fundamental thing that builds these institutions. Is that the problem? That's one of the problems. I think that Vince has such a... Uh, convincing, no pun intended, voice. He's so calm and seemingly measured. I have to wonder, if though, if he pulls Liz Cheney as one of his references. She's not one of my strong 
uh, people uh, because she's carrying a vendetta against Trump. But I think that when he references Lincoln, you obviously can't go wrong there. I mean, the most written about people in the world are first Jesus, number two uh, uh, Lincoln, and then number three Churchill. And the principles and tenets of both Churchill and Lincoln are are great. And and Lincoln obviously was struggling with many many uh, tugs in different directions, and he had to try to make sense out of it. Unfortunately, they did the same thing to him as they did to Jesus. You know, so yeah. it's 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 sad. I, I I don't know, but somewhere I do think that America is strong. I do think that if we keep our center and play our position, as my old coach used to say, and not give in to fake in runs. Uh, and, you know, the American public will, as Winston Churchill said, in the end, make the right decision. So I do have faith in that. I like your sense of fairness. Uh, but again, we're hamstrung with this two- to four-year delay in what gets done and how much damage can be done by a certain political party in those two or four years. Well, I think that's true, and I think that the damage is becoming more extreme as we swing one way or to the other, and it's just encouraging the other side out of power to think in terms of this sort of toxic, we got to burn it to the ground. And, and by the way, it's not just the people that say, hey, the FBI is rotten to the core. You've heard now, now that the left has lost control of, the, of SCOTUS, of the Supreme Court, now it's like, well, we need to term limit the Supreme Court justices. We need to add five more. We need to change the way in which they're governed by ethics rules. And we need to have and we need to do all these things to change the institution, not because the institution itself is flawed, but because they disagree with the product of the institution. That's the problem that we're seeing everywhere. I don't think the FBI is right to the core. I think there's a lot of mainline guys that do a great job out there Me trying, too. To, trying to uh, stomp out uh, bad crime and stuff. But. As you saw with Comey, uh, how errant it can become with a guy with a certain political leanings. And when those type of decisions come from a high level, it does sway or influence some of the underlings. And it's tough because their jobs, their pensions are on the line. So they know that these things influence the people downstream from them. But we've yeah. got a great system. I think we just kind of try to keep it working, functioning use a modicum of common sense and put the right people there right like yeah. put the right that's the problem is that these institutions are only as good as the people and the values of those people that that occupy them frank so, as always man thank you for thanks. the call got to cut right. away for a break man thank you sir hey jay i promise we're going to get to you but if i take you now i got to cut you short i don't want to do that i always want to talk to jay so jay stick around here one last thing i got to do before i cut away for a break is to tell you about the rocky mountain uh, men's clinic Listen, if you're having, this is crazy, as I read through this list, I'm like, oh my God, is this me? Are you having trouble sleeping? Have your workouts not been uh, going as well? You're, you don't feel as motivated, low energy. You know what it might be? It might be low testosterone. No dude wants to talk about that, but you don't have to. You can go to RockyMountainMensClinic.com, RockyMountainMensClinic.com. They have a quiz on their website. Check it out. It's 10 questions, takes two minutes, probably less than that. Answer those questions and see if, you know what, maybe there's some value to you picking up the phone and giving them a call and seeing what they have to offer. And I say that because you're not alone in this boat. There are many, many men of any age, but certainly above that age that we're all at right now, where the testosterone issue, it's a real thing. It's not your fault. You haven't done anything wrong. It's just the way that the body works. 
Well, there's something that you can do about it. You don't just have to suck it up. Listen, an appointment's only a $99 thing for a T and a PSA test. You want to get both of those things. But if you end up signing up for the treatment, they then forgive that amount. You don't end up having to pay anything for that amount. Check them out at 720-440-7900, 720-440-7900. That's Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic. Uh, when we come back, it's going to be Jay. A lot of these texts that are coming in here to the extent I can get through them. And you and me at 710-KNUS. George Brockler back with you here. Final uh, five-ish or so minutes of the show. Before I get to Jay and some of these texts here, I've got to have a conversation with you about prettifying the interior of your home by upgrading the countertops in your bathroom, your kitchen. Maybe it's your, I don't know, your laundry room. I have countertops there. Or maybe it's the finished basement you're working on or you're trying to upgrade. It doesn't matter what it is. You think countertops, you think Mitch Floria with the art of granite. Nobody does it better. Nobody is more focused, not on the only on the craftsmanship part, but on the customer service part. Ask anybody, and you find them on the website at theartofgranite.com, that has used him before. I get texts from people that use him all the time. Give him a call on his cell phone, 303-386-5919, You can also check him out at theartofgranite.com. Doesn't matter what it is, granite, marble, quartz, God-made, man-made. This guy's a wizard, wholesale prices, but if you say you're a George listener, and many of you are, just like Mitch, he'll give you the bathroom countertop for free with the kitchen countertop package or the sink for free with just one of the countertops. Let's get right to the phone lines right now. It's Jay. You're on 710 KNUS. Jay, what do you think? Oh, I'm glad to, to know, George, that you're covering this issue with the border invasion from the you know illegal aliens that we're dealing with and that they're dropping them off here in Denver. That's uh, such a huge issue. Um, you know, Greg Abbott, of course, has been instrumental in doing that. But what I wanted to go back to yeah. was yeah. the first day that Joe Biden became um was living in the White House, I'll just say president of the White House, he uh, did an executive order to get rid of Trump's remain in Mexico order, which was working. And, Agreed. Oh, yeah. The border agent patrols and the managers and the border agency, some of which I know, said, yeah, that's the only way. And it also sends a signal to the people coming up from other countries that we're not accepting just anyone for any reason, uh, right, wrong, or different. And, you know, Joe, Joe was waving him in before he got elected. He was talking about it you know, during campaign that's going to let people in the country. And he and whoever else is running things up there in the White House has certainly been successful. It's, it's very scary. I, I'm just not sure if this is motivated by, you know, the better angel of my nature says this is driven by a true sense of humanitarianism or they think it's the right thing to do as misguided as they are. But the pragmatist in me tells me they want to flood America with people they can later go to convert into voters through the citizenship process and then win the day for the, for the future. I mean, that that's what I think their goal is. They don't like America as it is. There's no question about that. If they enjoyed the real American way, then why is it that everything that they've done for the last few years is countermanding the American way? You get, 
give me one thing that they've done or any of your callers that can think of one thing that they've done to better this country. I, I just can't think of one. Jay, as always, man, thanks for hanging on and thanks for the great phone call. Let me get to a few texts before i got to punch out. Hi, George. Understand and agree with a lot of what Vince said, but need to take issue with one thing. In support of his point, he mentioned the guy who broke into the Colorado Supreme Court building recently. Problem is, even the liberal media, not to mention Vince's own paper, went to great lengths to say this was not politically related. I think the dude was was mentally ill. Uh, Eric Mounting, wow, George uh, Vince, another rhino. But I mean, again, Eric, define rhino without using the word Trump. Define rhino. Can't do it. This is the first intelligent conversation ever from George. (laughs) Thank you for that. Hey, listen, uh, political factionalism is more common in history than democratic rule. I just don't. I got I love the text. Listen, we're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to keep this thing going. You know, the crazy stuff is going to happen and we're going to be here to chat about it. Stick around for us. It's George Brockler on The George Show, 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.